Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Sirens of Horror. As always, I am Ella Evella, along with her sister of sin, Ash Vicious. Woo! And uh, this is our first episode without Mina, so we want to say we love you, Mina. I hope you're not frozen. <laughs> uh, so on today's episode, we are going to do Life After Beth which was actually one of Ash's choices. Like, you really mm-hmm. wanted to do this one. Um, yeah, it was a Netflix original that had quite a few actors from the TV show Parks and Rec, which we both love. I love it so much. It's like and, one of my favorite shows to just, like, relax and calm mm-hmm. down and watch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, I constantly saw it on Netflix, and I was like, I have to watch this movie. And both me and my fiancé loved Parks and Rec as well, so we're like, hey, let's watch it. And... We absolutely enjoyed it. It was a fantastic movie. Um, so it stars uh, Aubrey Plaza, who is from Parks and Rec. Yep. And April. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just say she ends up being risen from the dead. If I ever rose from the dead. That's exactly what would happen. That's the sound that would fill the air. <laughs> I saw something. It was like a, a little uh, comic strip online about that it was like when I die I want somebody to tape puppets to my hand that way when the zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse comes I have, I have the a- greatest entrance it was like a pink bunny rising yep. from the ground I was just like so was- when we when we die that's what you need to do to us is yeah. put puppets on our hands so when we rise from the dead our little puppets will pop up I want like a little white bunny and like a little pink cat because <laughs> I want that to be like the terrifying thing <laughs> I know what would like what would my my zombie puppets be? I could see you doing like a cute puppy and like an elephant. <laughs> All right. I don't know why an elephant. <laughs> I think you would just be like flapping the tusks. <laughs> that's my that's my go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched this in the bedroom while Josh was playing D and D, and like you were really really into it, and like I hadn't really heard too much about it. Like, I knew it started Aubrey Plaza, and that was kind of about my knowledge of yeah, it. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about it either. Again, I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, huh, it's Aubrey Plaza. Put it on the list. Why not? Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun, creative twist, uh, kind of in lines of, like, Fido and Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So I love, like, zombies are everywhere. I mean, you can go from, like, zombie virus to T-virus to rage virus to... The record series where it's just rabies and like or to a drug like in uh, i zombie it was a it was like utopia or something that like oh it was yeah like it was just a drug that they took and then they turned into zombies uh so i love it when people take zombies and they make it something new and interesting and also the zombies in this film are never like explained no it they just happen yeah zombies just rose from the ground And I I like that. I like the fact that, like, it was more of, like, a character study um, about this guy who, like, his, like, high school sweetheart dies and then comes back. 
there was we don't need to know like what's going on yeah and i feel like it wasn't like you know the entire town is now being overrun by zombies like it first really only started with maybe just one zombie yeah i mean uh we were talking about this earlier there's a scene in the very very beginning of the film that i actually wrote down in my notes and it's never brought up again which is one guy running down the street at like <laughs> four o'clock in the morning uh, yeah, because he, because, um, the main kid, I can't remember his name. Oh my god. He, I'm like, I love the fact that, like, we know Beth, and then we, we never, know. Like, that's it. Beth, Beth is Beth. That's all. Beth is Beth. Uh, we don't need to know her truth. Zach. Zach, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zach is walking home, um, he just, like, got out of his car and he's walking back up to his house, um, from after visiting the family that... Uh, or from visiting Beth's family, which I find very awkward. The the scene with him playing chess and getting high. with Yeah, with Beth's dad. I'm like, why are you hanging out with her parents? I just figured out where he was from. What? He's a Harry of Osborne in the Amazing in the, Spider-Man. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. Chris pointed that out as soon as he saw him. He was like, hey, it's Harry Osborne from... The new Spider-Man movies, I'm like, it is? Oh, yeah, he plays... Yeah, from from, right. from the... I guess we now have had four Spider-Man. Yeah. No, we've had three Spider-Mans. Three. He's from the second one. Yeah, he was and- Andrew Garfield's yeah, Spider-Man, Andrew Gar- which were mm-hmm. the worst. Andrew Garfield is a very pretty man, but those were terrible movies. They were really bad. <laughs> they were really, really bad. <laughs> um, But yeah, so... Zach Offerman, Zach Offerman, Zach Orphan, Orphman or something, it, it does sound like Offerman, um, is walking back up and he sees this guy run in the background. Like, he doesn't even look at him. You just see him, he's just like a background thing that happens. I, I don't know why, but like it bothered me by the end of the film because I was like, it was just this one little weird thing that happened. That like for the rest of the film, I was like, who is this running man? Yeah. Like, it was it was my question of the film, <laughs> and I never got answered. Yeah, and then I came up with the theory of that he possibly was maybe running from a zombie. You don't see the zombie he's running from, but you see him, he's running, he's running, and he does that thing where he looks back. And then keeps running. So, you know, we're going <laughs> with it. We're going with it. Um, so, like, in the heart of this film, I feel like it goes along with, and I've never seen any of these, so if I, like, butcher the titles of these films... Um, The Fault is in Our Stars, uh, Walk to Remember, all of those, like, I have cancer and death disease, but love. Like, that that whole genre Mm -hmm. that's, like, been going on. Yeah, I'm dying, but I love you, and let's be together, and yeah. Yeah, that that whole, like, kind of thing. Because, like, um, most of the, like, male characters in those films tend to be more feministic, They've got a big heart. They know they're dying, but I love her. And then you're always writing in journals or mm-hmm. this is the story of how the woman I love died. And I, I felt like he very much fit that trope. Mm-hmm. Where Beth was actually just kind of a raging badass. <laughs> yeah, Beth is a raging badass. I mean, just, what is the quote? I didn't know how strong you were. Or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she, when he fucking, she throws him, uh, so, Beth comes back to life, shenanigans for, like, a little bit. Shenanigans and Teenage Boners was, yeah. like, the second act of this film. Pretty much. I mean, she, like, she rides back from the dead, and all of a sudden she's, like, ridiculously horny. 
I mean, like, you come back from the dead. You, like... But I also feel like she may have not been dead for that long, because... She still looks good in the beginning. Yeah, like, I think maybe this was, like, probably a couple days after they buried her. Yeah, because she... Because you go... Because, like, the first scene is him buying napkins for, for the, the funeral. funeral. Then the second scene's the funeral. And then it's the... Like two... It's, like, the next day that he goes over there. I think yeah, or the sees. wake, not the funeral. And then he, the, the next day he goes over there to, like... And that's when he Be there with the parents. Her. Um, and then the third day is when he goes over because he's gonna hang out with the parents again. Weird. Uh, and he sees Beth. And he also feels like the parents are avoiding him. They're like, why are you avoiding me? They're your friends. Why won't you be my friend, parents? We got high. Why aren't you being my friend anymore? Parents of my dead ex-girlfriend. And then he sees Beth, like, in the background and they're, like, shoving her, like, over the room, like, oh, wait, oh, wait. And he's like, oh my god, Beth, Beth is alive! So, yeah, so it's not, it's not super long. Also, like, the first sex scene in this film, I had so <laughs> many issues with. Um, it's in a children's park. Yep. In the middle of the day, and in a sandbox. And legitimately, the only thing I can think of was, if you're going to have sex in a playground... Don't have sex in the sand. Not that I have ever performed any form of sexual act in a playground. I performed a lot of sexual acts in playgrounds, okay? <laughs> I gave her the look and she's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done some um, very naughty things in places that I really shouldn't. But you never for do have... it in broad daylight. People I don't even come care on. About daylight. I mean, I, maybe she's dead, so maybe, like, she doesn't feel as much. But could you imagine getting sand in your vagina? No. That sounds Ouch. terrible. That's terrible. That's why you never have sex at the beach. No. Or, like, at least on the beach. Like, you could have sex on the, the what are those things? Bungalows? Life, bungalows, little lifeguard towers. Maybe on a blanket. Maybe it's going to get on the blankets. Hang it Yeah, no, no sex sand. No sand sex. Sand no. sex bad. Sand sex equal bad. The sand people have come here. <laughs> the reason why the sand people in Star Wars are so angry. They yeah. have sex on but the sand. Also... How, why the fuck was that park so empty in the middle of the fucking day? That was so good. Like, I remember, like, when they first, like, they started rolling around on the sand and, like, you could tell they were, because I was like, oh, they're just making, nope, but they're not making yet. I was so expecting the camera to just pan over to, like, a very traumatized three-year-old. Like, mommy, why are there people rolling around in the sand with no underwear on? Some kid went home from that day at the park. <laughs> Real fucking traumatized. <laughs> uh, but I do like the fact that it, it's, uh, in the film, Aubrey Plaza's character, Beth, is definitely the sexual aggressor. Yes. In this. Yeah, she definitely like, is. Like, for the most part in horror films, and I mean, uh, to name, like, a great example to just be absolutely meta about this is the scene in Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Where Chris Hemsworth is, oh, come here, baby, like, let's do this, and of course, like, everything's perfect for her see yeah i mean like i'd be a little worried still in that situation but it's always seen that the male teenager is the sexual aggressor yes he's always the one that wants to have sex but this was a different this was a different take on that it was the female which was actually very interesting which i like i found to be um yeah like i found found it to be very interesting yeah and I, i find it interesting that a lot of times i feel like um the big point I think you see in horror, when a woman does become sexually aggressive, it's through some form of transformation. Like, if you look at vampire women, mm-hmm. the moment a woman gets, I mean, even in um, 
if you look at Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary mm-hmm. Oldman, when Lucy gets turned into it. Yeah. yeah. Quincy. Oh, Quincy. Like, I find it interesting that a lot of times in horror, a woman has to go through some form of transformation or awakening mm-hmm. to become that way. Yeah. Same thing happens in, it's not a movie, but it's a TV show that I absolutely fucking love. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Every time, um, I forget her name right now, but every time the main character uh, got possessed mm-hmm. by by her demon, yeah. she was constantly very sexual. Like when she first happened to get possessed by it, she does. It's the same kind of scene from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula where she's hitting on Harkness. Oh, I remember that scene. I remember being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is it's Eva Longoria, not Eva Longoria. It's Eva Green. Eva Green. Thank you. Eva Longoria, though, like, hitting on anyone is also, like, incredibly attractive. <laughs> uh, Eva Green uh, hitting on him. I remember I was just like, maybe a fly on the wall right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, sexy gothic people. <laughs> so, like, if you are a sexually aggressive female, you go back to, like, My Bloody Valentine mm-hmm. with the blonde. If you are sexually aggressive, you're going to die in the next, like, ten minutes. Yeah. But if you're, were, like, a pure woman or whatever, because so I think it's pretty obvious Beth and him had had sex before. Yeah, like they they maybe it fooled around. Yeah, because they, they already had that little attic set up. Mm-hmm. Um, singing, but maybe like weren't she wasn't particularly like the aggressor in it. Well, what I think is you know like again they're horny teenagers in high school, so like they probably tried it for the first time and were like, ooh, ooh okay, this feels nice, but it's wrong because. <laughs> Jewish families. No, we can't have sex. <laughs> Jewish waspy fucking families. <laughs> can't fuck. I turned like 15. And I, I was not having sex when I was 15. Okay, I was not having sex with men when I was 15. Um, and I remember I came home from school and I was going to a party. Uh, like one of my friends, some speech and debate thing. Mm-hmm. And... It was at a house where my mom knew, like, there was alcohol, but she knew everybody was very safe and everything. And I was getting ready to leave, and I had, like, my overnight bag, because, like, I knew his sister, and his sister lived upstairs, so I just crashed in the sister's room. And I'm getting ready to leave, and my mom's like, have a good time, and, like, slid, like, two condoms into my hand and, like, a handshake, and I remember just being <laughs> oh, like... Oh, Rochelle. I think, like, I went over and, like, I had two friends that were couples. And gave it to them. And gave it to them. <laughs> I was like, here you go. Oh, Rochelle. I'm going to be in the other room playing Halo. Like, <laughs> drinking, I don't know, Mad Dog 2020 because I'm 15. <laughs> and hate myself and didn't get hangovers. So, like, I had no, but it was, my parents were definitely very, like, sexually open mm-hmm. of like if you're going like that's the only thing my parents cared about was like if you're going to have sex have a condom be on birth control like just don't get pregnant yeah that was pretty much my mom too because like I grew up you know my mom being single so I didn't have like that whole like both parents being sexually open because I would only ever really saw my dad a couple times a week um your mom was very good yeah she was just like eh, whatever as long as you're safe See, I feel like having that view on, like, sexuality with teenagers, it's kind of the same idea of, like, telling kids drugs are bad. Yeah. And don't smoke weed and don't drink. Like, I will be so happy if my kid does half of the bullshit. (laughs) 
then I fucking fold. But I also, like, I was super, super rebellious when I was younger. I know. Shocking. Ella <laughs> was a rebel. <laughs> um, but I think it, it kind of shows in this movie, too, where, like, the like being told like you can't do something and then a character comes back to life too like you know he brings back to lucy from Bram stroker mm -hmm. lucy was dating all these people at the time because there was quincy the um psychologist from the madhouse and another one i don't remember um and but then when she comes back all of a sudden she's oh, I, I can have sex, I can do this. And mm -hmm. you see, it comes from these very sexually repressed characters. Yeah. That when they get that transformation in them, suddenly it's, like, unbridled. And I think that's where you see a lot of stuff where, like, I mean, if you look at, like, the entire uh, Friday 13th series, it's mm -hmm. all about teenagers going away to camp and being alone and fucking like bunnies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So my one thing that I'm, I'm in horror films is just if a bunch of parents in horror films sat their kids down and had a, like a safe sex talk, put some of these bitches on birth control, maybe we wouldn't be having these like crazy hormonal people. Maybe. Um, but yeah, and I find that to be uh, the case with Beth. Like I feel like they probably did have sex. Before, you know, before she or died. maybe played just the tip. Yeah, played, maybe they played just the tip, and then they're like, oh, no, we can't do this. And as soon as she becomes a zombie, she's basically, like, sexual rage zombie. <laughs> like, the only time you ever really ever see her eat someone is at the, like, towards the end when mom's finally just, when she's feeding her her fingers, when the mom is feeding her fingers, which is fucking oh. disturbing as fuck. Uh, so let's, let's have a conversation, because we, we, we were talking about Beth and, like, how they were raised. Uh, the parents. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, Beth's parents, who's Maury, and I forget the mom's name. Yeah, I don't think Jello so. lady. Yeah. We ate a lot of Jello. All right, this is a weird. We love Jello. We ate a lot of Jello. Like so creepy. I don't okay. know why. Okay, J E L L O. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah, it is a lie. <laughs> they fed her so much Jello, she came back to life. Um, her parents are definitely like off the rocker status. Yeah, definitely off the rocker status. I also feel like they're both probably Jewish because. Like, they're... No, because like, they're all wearing yarmulkes at the wake. That's why. Mm-hmm. So it's a Jewish family. Yeah, they're definitely a Jewish family. Um, I also feel... And Slocum. I mean, Slocum is a Hebrew last name. Come yeah. on. Um, so, the Slocums are definitely full-on Jewish. And I feel like they go along very well with that Jewish mm -hmm. idea because, like, while I, you know, I was raised in a Catholic Jewish family. My, mm -hmm. The mother's very reformed. Um, so I didn't particularly have, like, a very typical Jewish upbringing, but I did have a lot of friends that were Jewish. Yeah, same. Uh, and that scene where they're, like, trying to hide her away, you can't tell her about that, is very stereotypical of kind of how Jewish families treat daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I had a friend in, like, senior year of high school, and, like, I knew her parents... I smoked clove cigarettes because mm -hmm. I was, you know, cool mm -hmm. and everything. And her parents were like really chill 
except when her little sister was around. And her little sister was maybe, like, in middle school. Okay. But her, like, parents were very much, like, like, anytime she was over, they were like, you can't curse around her. You are not, like, to me, not their child. Mm-hmm. Who's their child's friend? Was like, you are not, like, go in the bathroom and, like, wash your hands. Don't smell like a cigarette. Don't do this. Don't. And it's not even that they had a conversation. Like, I don't even think my friend's parents ever actually had a sex talk with her. Mm-hmm. It's that very kind of, like, we're just never going to bring it up and you were never going to have sex or smoke or drink. And as long as we don't talk about it. It doesn't we... exist. And they kind of deal with that with how when Beth comes back. Like, mm-hmm. no, if you just stay in your room, then nobody can find you and nothing can hurt you and nothing's real. We need to live in our little world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel that that's, uh, that that, that that's a thing. Um, and then I feel like uh, Zach's family is half Jewish. Like, I feel like the dad is definitely... The dad, I'm just remembering when I watched it. Uh, you can continue. But okay. The dad is from something. Yes, that who the dad is fucking Paul Reiser from Mad About You, <laughs> who is a was a huge comedian back in the eighties, mm-hmm. but was a very very Jewish comedian. Yeah, because I remember I saw him in the movie and I went, oh, Jewish father. But I I have no yeah. reason. Do you think that? Yeah. Other than like fucking Paul Razor. Um, so yeah, Jewish dad marries a wasp. Because the mom is total fucking waspy. Like, the blonde hair, the tan skin, the like, everything is perfect and I'm rich and I live in the suburbs and da 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 Like, I think total she's in wasp. a like, dress. Like, a very 50s style dresses too throughout most yeah. of the film. Like, I think she, she is wearing a black dress in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, everything else is very brightly colored, floral, polka dotty, mm-hmm. that high-waisted but flared-out skirt. Like, that woman does not have a job. No, she does not. I definitely don't think she has a job. And you kind of, I mean, you meet uh, another random girl in the, in the movie, uh, played by Anna Kendrick. Yes. Who just I, randomly shows up. You're I, just like, I, I, oh, I, hello, Anna Kendrick, you're here. I totally forgot, like we were talking about this beforehand and you were like and then Anna Kendrick and I was like oh yeah Anna Kendrick has this weird fucking side plot that I have felt was so glued on Mm -hmm. like I feel like they had like the plot line for life is Beth and then like Anna Kendrick walked into the room and then they like stuck like a bunch of sticky notes to it like okay we'll add her here and here there we go and again, it didn't really make sense. No, it, it didn't. didn't add to the plot at all. And, like, all. her character, too, like, in that scene when she's, like, he's, like, why are you here? And she's, like, oh, I'm I'm here from college. I'm visiting family. Like, remember my, my mom and your mom were best friends and we grew up together. And you're just, like, what? <laughs> Who are Where you? were you? Who are you? Why are you here? But, yeah, like, her mom is definitely a wasp. Like, I feel like that's probably, like... They, I don't think she has any Jewish upbringing. Like, she is definitely part of a waspy family. Because I remember they're talking about their, like, how their moms know each other. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's definitely one of those situations where, like, I have a son this old and you have a daughter this old. And, like, the two moms have a wedding planner for their children. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, the wedding has already been scheduled. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to get married. Yeah. It's, it's one of those kind of things. And I kind of feel like Anna Kendrick's character is is that very, like, sweet, but very, like, subservient, like, okay, mom, I'll go marry this man. Mm-hmm. Oh, so speaking of Anna Kendrick's character, um, so in the most part, most of the characters in this movie are pretty complex. Mm-hmm. They, they have quirks, they have this, uh, where Anna Kendrick is just the most Mary Sue of a character. Yeah. So if you if you have a Mary Sue, you need a you need a Brock. You need the the beef man, which is the older brother who I wanted mm. to punch <laughs> so many times yeah. in this film. I'm just like, why? Why are you here, you fucking douchebag? You serve no purpose. I just want to shoot people. It's all I wanted to do. Okay, him at the end, I will admit, like, I was busting up laughing (laughs) when, like, the zombies, um, eventually, because I think it's the dad's, like, father Mm -hmm. shows up and is, eh, you don't do anything, you bury me in a wooden box, and blah, 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 but the, the brother is just sitting there, like, in his underwear with a gun. Like, like I don't know what to do. What do I shoot? Do I shoot grandpa? Do I shoot mom? Like, mom. Like, literally waving the gun around. Like, Papa, why are you here? Why is Nana here? I don't understand. And then they're fucking, own- like, the owners of the house show up. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I loved just, like. You're just, like, what the fuck? I loved it. So there's just complete random pockets of zombies. Like you don't, you don't know, no. But I, I love the idea of like. I feel like my my bubby would show up and be like, "Where do you keep the good liquor?" <laughs> oh, can we also talk about um, so talking about the zombies and their random quirks? Yeah. Um, Beth Rage Zombie is definitely Ella when she's drunk and PMSing. Yeah, I'm actually, just just sometimes I just drunk Ella. If I get to, like, so, my levels of drunk are, like, you can't tell <laughs> until it's too late. Yep. <laughs> so, there's there's the issue is, like, I can hold my liquor and then I'm gone. Those are my two stages. But then the issue is, like, most of the time when you know I'm getting gone is when I become really, really poetic and I'm very intellectual. and I You're be- very much like Zach. Yes. I get very, oh, I want to tell you how much I love you and blah, blah, blah. But then the issue is I feel like it's it's the last of my, my higher brain process <laughs> trying to work. And then that last little sip of whiskey in it, they all just snuff out. <laughs> it's like a candle just... <sighs> yep. And then it is suddenly like, no, it is... I don't care that it's three o'clock in the morning. I am doing karaoke to Baby Hit Me One More Time by Britney Spears on the balcony in a schoolgirl costume and no one is stopping me. And then we leave her and she's like, no, we come back. I love you. And then the people get like angry and they walk away and I'm on the floor. I love you. (laughs) I'm getting real bipolar when I'm drunk. And it's funny, like, I also want to talk about, like, what soothes the zombies, apparently, is smooth jazz. Same thing that gets 50-year-olds jiggy with it, soothes zombies. And it also turns them on, weirdly enough. So I guess when we have the zombie apocalypse, we know just to blare smooth jazz coming out of our cars? Do, do we do that and then just throw dildos at them? Maybe. 
That's how you survive. Go raid a sex store. Yes, raid the sex store. Get all the fleshlights and dildos. Mm-hmm. And then and buy one of those, like, big-ass speakers that you can, like, attach to your car, like, the top of your car. You know, like, the ones that um, advertising cars use, yeah. and they're, like, talking the megaphone, like, buy our stuff, buy <laughs> our stuff. You just need to blare smooth jazz out of those giant-ass fucking speakers and throw dildos at the zombies, I, and we're good. I just imagined you in a car driving and having one of those, like, t-shirt cannons. Of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Reload me! I need more flashlights! <laughs> I need more dildos! <laughs> just me on top of the car, but, like, in the style of, like, zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. so we're, we're dirty and our shirt is torn. But it's, like, a movie, so obviously we have, like, six-pack abs and still have eyeliner on. Right. <laughs> I know it's six months in zombie apocalypse, but apparently eyeliner is a big deal. <laughs> but it's just dirty and muddy, but it's the, the t-shirt cannon and flashlights. That's how you survive one of these. <laughs> the zombie dildos. Um, I also really like the fact that it did keep with even though it was a zombie and it was, like, definitely, like, I would put this maybe, like, it was a horror dark comedy. Yeah. Because there definitely were some really, like, they kind of came out of nowhere. hmm But there were some, like, creepy scenes in it. Yeah. And uh, Chris actually brought up, when we were watching this, um, another good movie that I would actually love to watch with you, Ella. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of similar to this than that, like, love story, but creep factor um with zombies is warm bodies if you've ever if you've ever seen i it. have seen yeah. warm bodies i actually really liked it. um i got dragged to go see it by a friend i think when i lived in arizona i just did not want to go see it but it was like a girl's day and i ended up like absolutely loving it i thought that was it was a really cool uh spin on it yeah i feel like i i definitely feel like that would be a great one to do for yeah for this too is um it's so cute yeah. And, but also in terms of uh, this one and that one, they both do have legitimately creepy, creepy moments, yeah. Because uh, Warm Bodies has, what, what are they called? Like, the, like bonies? It's something like that, yeah. They're the ones that are all just, they're mm-hmm. skeletal. Um, they almost look like Dementors if Dementors had bodies. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, where in this one you have the, the scene where the mom's cutting off her fingers. <laughs> God, most disturbing scene ever. And that was, that was And, like, so... literally feeding them to her. And it was, it was how she was just like, well, she was hungry, so I did this. Like, I... I have to feed my baby, like. Oh. And then, yeah, you get John C. Riley's just, like, eaten body. Mm-hmm. Which was just terrifying. That, that was a, a kind of thing that, like, I was really surprised how hard they really went at the end with it being a zombie apocalypse with it being, like, zombies eating people. Because mm-hmm. it really took until the third act, uh, where Beth eventually goes, like, full rage. Full uh, rage zombie, Attached yeah. to the oven. Mm-hmm. Beth hike! Beth hike! Yeah, Beth really wanted to go on a fucking hike. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Only I could think in that scene was, beer foamy. <laughs> beer very foamy. And, like, I also, this is kind of, like, you know, going back a little bit in the movie. Um, when Beth is now, like, I have to be with Zach. Like, that's all I want to do is be with I need with my Zach. dick. I need my dick. And he's out with Erica, the waspy Anna Kendrick character. <laughs> and he's like, I have to go 
because I think he, like, does he see her or something? Like, in the Maybe. window? Or, or no, he sees the cook, who is also a zombie, and he's kind of, like, doing the, like... Smashy, yeah, smashy. Yeah, smashy, smashy, dumb zombie thing, where he's like... Change your plates! And he's like, oh god, there's more zombies, I have to go. And Erica's like, what's going on? And she chases him out. And then you see Beth kind of doing the zombie waddle yeah. towards him. And the zombie waddle. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do. They kind of waddle. Like, waddle and limp, that's what they do. I know, I just, I just never thought to connect the word waddle with zombie, and now I just have an odd, like, <laughs> zombie penguins <laughs> mental image about penguin zombies. <laughs> Alright, penguin zombies. Penguin zombies! <laughs> um, and she sees Beth. And she's like, wait, but I thought you were dead. And then she's just, she, that's when you kind of see her start to go slight. That's when the rage zombie is really starting to come out. I think it's, it's up because she gets possessive. Mm-hmm. She is possessive over Zach. And she's like, mm-hmm. angry, like, ah. And then she's like, trying and to attack Erica. She's trying to attack Erica. And Erica's like, are you on bath salts? Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, that was a whole thing in American yep. history when people were doing bath salts. <laughs> I had oddly enough forgotten about that. Yep, so, same with me until she says that line. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the thing, was bath salts and that being a thing where people thought that they were eating flesh and being zombies. I'm like, no, it's just... Don't eat bath salts, guys. Just don't. I think there, there was there was a guy in Florida that took bath salts and actually ate somebody's face. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was I well, was traveling. people and I mean other than other than Mandy and Denise, Mandy and Denise are awesome. We love you. People in Florida are dumb as shit. I've I've avoided Florida. The, the only good place to go is Orlando because that's where Mandy and Denise are and where. Universal is and Disney World. That's the only place to go to Orlando. Don't go anywhere else other than Orlando, mm-hmm. and only stay there for a couple of weeks. Don't don't stay there forever. We apologize if you live in Florida and you're not dumb. There have to be a few of you. <laughs> we have faith that our listeners are the smart Floridians. Yes, yes Floridians. That's what they're called. I feel like that's something on like a <laughs> chemistry chart. <laughs> and now we take the Floridian. Um. But yeah, Erica's character, like, when she showed up at the end, and she's in the house oh, with yeah. everybody, I had a legitimate moment where I'm like, "Who? oh yeah! She's sitting on the couch and she's like, I, I, I shot my Nana. I shot my Nana. Yes, you did. Good job. Move on. Zombie apocalypse. And then the mom, like, and then Waspy mom is like, why don't you have a sit with her and calm her down and... I and know we'll, we're, in I'm gonna, we're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, but I'm going to be over here planning your wedding. Like, oh God. I know you just killed your your ex girl, your ex zombie girlfriend that you really loved, but now here's here's Erica, and you guys are going to live happily ever after together. Look, she's blonde and blue eyes. This will no, be... she wasn't blonde. She was like dirty blonde. She's dirty blonde. She's not like brown hair. Yeah, Anna, or Anna Kendrick. Yeah. There's blonde Anna Kendrick and brunette Anna Kendrick, and I constantly forget they're not the same person. <laughs> that they are the same person. She, she just looks very different with different hair colors. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, dirty blonde in it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, I, I love how much, like, the mothers in this film are obsessed with, like, their kids' relationships. Because mm-hmm. the mom is constantly taking photos Oh, yeah. And trying to be like, oh, you need to do this. She's even taking pictures of her while she's feeding her fingers. 
I did not notice that. Yeah. And that is not something I need to remember. Because Zach is like, okay, I'm going to take the camera now and we're going to wrap up your finger and you're going to go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. He does take the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basket case Jewish family. <laughs> there are some good ones. It's, it's definitely a film that I love the fact that there are very, there is like one sane character in this world of Psycho. Because <laughs> Zach is pretty, he's a little whiny, bitchy at times. Yeah. But for the most part, he's pretty normal. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Where like everyone else in this film is almost a spoof of a real person. Mm-hmm. Like nobody feels like, oh yeah, like that character reminds me of this person or that character. Like, oh, I've met these kind of people. I mean, I have. But even those people are caricatures of people. Yeah. Like, you meet them in real life where there are people that are just like, okay, you're at 11 and you take it down to a 6. Like, <laughs> those kind of people. And uh, I liked the fact that they kept, Zach never really lost it. Yeah. Zach kept, like, a head on his shoulders throughout the whole thing. And I also think, I realize this is probably one of the first films we've done with a really strong male lead. Yeah. Yeah, most of our, uh, most of our, if not all of our films have had strong female leads, but this one had actually a strong male lead. Yeah. I did like the fact that he, though, on, like, the terms of when you think of, like, masculine and feminine, you think about masculine attributes and you think about feminine attributes, of not terming sex, but terming, like, style, he definitely is much more feministic Mm -hmm. than even Beth. Where Beth seems to be very blasé about stuff. She's like, hey, let's go. Like, let's fool around. Let's do this. Where Zach's very much like, oh, I miss her. Like, I just I just want to tell you how much I love you. I just want to... I'm, I'm going to take you to the beach. I'm going to play you music about how much I care about you. And, like, nothing else in my life matters. Except for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just very much like let's do this, let's go, let's go on a hike, let's have sex, like, it's just all very bam, bam, aggressive. bam, very aggressive with her. Yeah, it's definitely very interesting, and a def- uh, interesting take on those attributes for for characters. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that it, it does definitely put Zach very much in that almost, like, damsel in distress mm-hmm. kind of role throughout it, where you think about, like, his parents kind of ignore him, he has a hyper, hyper masculine older brother... People kind of think he's a little crazy. He very much in this film plays as more of a damsel character. Yeah. Which I think is really cool to see, like, especially in horror, there being male characters that don't have to be the jock or the killer or the sheriff. Mm-hmm. That can be a little bit more complex. And I really do enjoy that about this film. Yeah. So, um, Ella, what would you rate this on so i know we used to do the bechdel test yeah um when we had mina here but i wouldn't say necessarily steering away from the bechdel test but we're kind of rating it on like how badass we think the female um the female characters in this movie were yeah uh we did realize that an issue and like i think the bechdel test is a great thing for it uh but like we are going to be getting into films later on um where you deal with Especially, like, rape revenge films. Mm-hmm. Last House on the Left, Revenge, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, um, even, like, stuff like High Tension and stuff like that. 
uh, where you do have very, very strong female characters, but they tend to be the lone woman. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I also feel, like, in most horror films, you really don't have that, like, that, you know, you don't really have scenes where there's two named female characters talking about men in a, like, in a romantic setting. Yeah. Because that's not really the focus of a horror movie. No. No, romance tends to get pushed to the back. I, like, if we deal with romance, it tends to be boning. Yeah. Um, that tends to be more of it. So, uh, we decided we were going to talk about, like, our favorite, we're going to do, keep doing our one through five rating, then we're going to bring up our favorite, like, scene that made, like, us as women feel powerful or feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for mine, it was, uh, the mom. Like, it was terrifying, but, like, the mom, like, cutting off her own fingers to, like, deed to her daughter, it, in one place, is completely fucking batshit. But also, I think it really showed uh, the just the amount of devotion that her mom had to her daughter, even though her daughter was like gnashing and just killed her fucking husband. It was still that very, very deep ingrained maternal need, yeah, to protect and feed your child. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to agree with you on that one, Ella. Ha! Crazy bitch! (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, like, hell, even if I was in that situation, if, like, I had a child that somehow turned into a zombie, whether she just rose from the dead, because rising from the dead, not necessarily the whole zombie virus thing, it just happened. She rose from the dead. (laughs) Just one day my child walks in and is alive. (laughs) Look, my child's alive, even though I buried her three days ago. And then... Like, you know, I feel like I would immediately just be like, she's still my, regardless of the fact if she's a terrifying rage zombie, I'm still going to care for my child. Yeah, and it's really powerful. Uh, The other one I really did just enjoy was uh, Beth when she has the oven (laughs) on the back of her. And she's just hiking with the oven on her back. (laughs) Hike. Pretty. Love you. Lavender. (laughs) Like, I, yeah, that was a pretty funny and just amazing scene. Oh, yeah, because that reminded me, uh, one of the scenes, when she's doing that, she's like, together forever, together forever, and I was very, dead by dawn, dead by dawn, dead by dawn. Am I alive or am I dead? Am I alive or am I dead? I'm alive or am I dead? I'm Beth! <laughs> uh, like, Beth definitely became, like, this powerhouse of a character. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like by the time Beth got, like, really powerful, it was just so comedic. Yeah. That I, but I loved it, because, like, you, you get in so many, I mean, if you look at, um, Shaun the Dead. Uh-huh. Uh, the Nick Frost character at the very end, who's chained up with the collar, and he's kind of playing video games. They could have done that with Beth. Yeah, she could have still lived, and just, just chain her up, give her some video games, give her some raw meat. It doesn't have to be human flesh. You can just go to the... Butcher. The butcher, and just, hey, say, hey, I need some raw meat. You know, we could have, we could have made... The, Simon Pegg cared about his best friend more than you bastards did Care. about Beth. <laughs> uh, but I like the fact that it, it, at the very end, she was just this big, dumb zombie. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool to see a woman be a big, dumb, dumb zombie. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's nice to see representation in all big, dumb zombie places. <laughs> that's my last time I'm going to say big, dumb zombie. Now. Are you sure? <laughs> Big dumb zombie. Wait, can we make a film 
called Big Tongue Zombie. Yes. <laughs> Where it's kind of like Fido, but you have like, you just have like a, a girl that's a pet zombie. <laughs> it's a big dumb zombie. I would love to do that. <laughs> um, so, Ella. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to have you give your rating first this time. Usually it's me who gives my, Ooh, gives the rating. Yeah, I'm like, I always go last. But, um, uh, I'm going to have the d- lady of the dark go first. So, Ella, I, what did you think of this movie? Um, so going into it, like I said, I had very little expectations. Uh, Netflix originals have been incredibly hit or absolute miss for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I went into it being like, all right, and honestly, I'm going to give it like a four. I thought the characters were good, like, except for Erica. <laughs> Every character had a moment where, like, I laughed or they, I somehow felt something with them, mm-hmm. whether it was, like, ugh, or laughter or, oh, God. Like, every character got a reaction out of me. Nobody was dull. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the makeup was done really well from Bess, like, to, like, her ending transformation. I thought it was really, really cool. And I thought it, it was it was a new spin on it. The dialogue was quirky. The dialogue was quick, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is something that a lot of times gets lost in horror film. Is the actual dialogue? Yeah, because then you're focused on the killer and it's like bah, 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 horror happening, things happening. Ah. You're focused on like the visual aspect yeah. of it instead of uh, the storyline. And I, I felt like everything, like in this film, was. Like, somebody had a vision, and they made it, and everybody came together and knew what they were doing, and I also feel like that was one, that probably would be something that would just be a blast to be on set for. Mm-hmm. It's such an amazing cast. Everybody seemed like they had a good time. The characters were good. Uh, what about you, Ash? I'm also going to give it a four, although I'm going to give it, I'm actually, I'll give it a 4.5. All right. A little bit, you know, half. you know, change it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> four and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I'll also, like, I loved the makeup. It was fantastic. I loved the storyline, the dialogue. And honestly, I think one of my favorite scenes, just visual effects wise, mm-hmm. was again going back to my favorite scene as for like female empowerment, was when Molly Shannon was cutting off her fingers. Yeah. Like just the like it literally shows how she's cutting off her finger and then pulling it off. And you just see the tendon, the like the blood, just everything. I was just like, oh, that is beautiful. I, I, think, I think with a lot of times horror, those those small, small pains mm-hmm. are so much bigger. Like, anything with eyes or nails tends to get these huge effects. We don't, I don't mean to see somebody get chopped in half by a chainsaw. Somebody pulling the damn skin off their finger? <sighs> yeah. Like, it's it's disgusting, but it's beautiful. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I can't, like, I, I want to look away because it's so disgusting, but it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Like, that blood is so beautiful. Oh, the <laughs> that blood is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I fucking love this film. It was great. Um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm gonna have to let you pick more films. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to pick some, I, I have to say, I picked some pretty good films. I'm like, you know, we came into this and it was like, I had my giant list and I knew what I was doing and like, you, you picked a few films and I'm like, well damn, Ash. <laughs> you know what the fuck you're talking about. It's almost like, you know, you're a spooky girl or something. Oh, wait. Yeah, yep. that's why we're doing this. That's, <laughs> yeah. All right, that makes more sense. <laughs> All right, um, so next week, Gab, your bottle of Jameson and your top hat and your four-leaf clover, we are going to be watching the original, the 1993 
Leprechaun. <laughs> yep. That is going to be a thing. You also might want to grab a pint of Guinness as well. Yep. Because you're, you're going to want to be drunk. It's our St. Patrick's Day episode. I'm... There's going to be lots and lots of crazy shenanigans. I was trying oh. to do an Irish... Accent there, it failed. <laughs> the shillelaghs will be a-flying. Yes, the shillelaghs will be a-flying, the leprechauns will be a-jumping, it'll be a grand celebration. <laughs> um, I'm actually super terrified to watch this, because this film terrified me when I was, like, 12. We've discussed this. Yeah, it, I mean, it. as a 12-year-old, I was also very terrified of this film, just so the, I'm, the cover of it alone. I was just like, oh, so I don't creepy. want to watch this, no. It's so creepy. So I'm, I'm half scared to watch this and be, like, pulled back into being a 12-year-old. <laughs> And just be, like, on the couch hiding, like, my my legs up underneath me. And the other side of me, I'm really scared to watch this. And it just be stupid and dumb and be like, I was terrified of leprechauns for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one is worse. I'm not <laughs> sure. But, uh, so tune in for next week for that one. May your weekend be green and alcoholic. And, uh, from two Irish girls, uh, Erin Gobrati. I think it's how you say it? Yeah. Aaron Gobra. Ah, I said it right. Aaron Gobra. Aaron Gobra. There we go. I'm half Irish. You should fucking know this shit. I know. Shit. I'm marrying an Irishman. I should know this. Well, we'll get better. <laughs> By next week, we'll have all yeah. the lines right, okay? <laughs> and as always... Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. All right. See you guys next week, and make sure you wear that green, and don't steal anything before next week. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, and... um. Keep following. I know we're going to be doing a bunch of, like, updates on our Facebook. So if you follow those, you'll actually get to see more behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff about how we record and what we're up to. So keep checking for more updates. Bye, guys.